we always hear what they said, but in between those lines, what did they not say? Because um, as someone who has studied forensic psychology, dark psychology, I am seeing total manipulation and gaslighting happening right now on the highest level, highest level. Look for what is not being said. On the one hand, we are seeing high levels of unvaccinated taking up the hospitals. But then on the other hand, we're getting the message that America is 70 something percent vaccinated, which is it. And so that is what is making people lose their minds and losing touch with reality. And it is creating what I call a mindlessness. And then we go into this, 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 this crazed way of pointing fingers, blaming and, and being uh, holding contempt towards each other. And we're, we're separating and oh, this side versus this side when re- real truth is that's what they want. We are all on each other's side. And, and just because we may choose this thing and the other chooses that thing, it doesn't matter. We're on each other's side. And it is, is the authorities and the, you know, what do you, you can call them the elites, the upper echelons, the, you know, I just say the authorities, really. It is those who we have allowed to be in position of power that are really gaslighting and, and uh, misleading and manipulating. And it is, we have the power. And as long as we allow them to have the power, this is gonna get worse. So all we have to do is simply not comply. Now, if you wanna get vaccinated, if you wanna wear a mask, that is absolutely fine. But I urge and ask you all to stand up for my right and, and for Amy's rights, for my children's right to have and make these medical decisions for themselves and to to have the freedom to make decisions about their bodies and their health for themselves. And if you wanna get vaccinated, great, but please stand up for us, be our voice, be our neighbors, be our sisters, our brothers, please. It it, It is us, the world against them. And we can all do it together. We are neighbors. And, And that's all I ask is just to love each other and respect each other no matter what. In today's busy world, how can we find the inspiration, knowledge, and energy to live a healthy and empowered life? If we balance and harmonize our mind, exercise our body, live according to the laws of nature, and connect to spirit, can we find a way to heal, become our authentic self, and live our purpose with love? I am your hostess, Amy Fournier, and welcome back to Awakening Aphrodite. Hey, hey, welcome back to Awakening Aphrodite with Amy Fournier. This show is epic. I am so glad you are here. You're probably going to want to share this one. It's so important. We have repeat guest Sarah Gustafson back with us today. And today we are talking about medical and health freedom, bodily sovereignty, how to lie with statistics legally, and where to go for support, science, and the truth. This show is repeat guest Sarah Gustafson joining us again. She is a research expert analyst. She loves the numbers. She loves digging into the detail. 
<laughs> I'm glad somebody does. And this is where she shines. And she shares with us her expertise on how actually the media, government, special interests, how all these people can get away with manipulating statistics to basically say what they they want you to believe they're saying and have it be legal. It's crazy. Wait till you hear this. I hope you won't be driving when you listen to this because you might go right off the road, <laughs> but it's actually happening and we can't change anything if we're not aware of what's happening. So I love this episode so much. I couldn't wait to get it published and live for you. If you feel inclined, please do share it with a friend or, uh, you know, just Share it with somebody who cares about freedom and truth and health and sovereignty. It's super powerful. But you know what? Before we get into the episode, I just have to give a quick shout out to one of my podcast reviews because you know what, my friend? They are really the way of you giving back to me. This show is free. I put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into it. It's my honor to do so. It's my privilege to be with you today. I take it very seriously. And if it's helping you, it would be super helpful if you would just leave a quick review because that's really how the show survives in a very competitive podcast world. So one of my latest episodes was from someone called AAJ Club. And they say, so real, inspiring, and funny. I really enjoy the show and look forward to hearing new episodes each week from Amy. She is so well-rounded and knowledgeable and seems to also be a very real, down-to-earth, and kind person. I always leave feeling more hopeful and inspired. Grateful. Oh, wow. Well, I'm grateful too, AAAJ, and I give you a big virtual hug and kiss for that amazing review. So, today's show, like I said, Sarah Gustafson, and check out 64 for more information on Sarah's journey, because not only is she a research analyst, but she's a Czech practitioner, and extremely intelligent woman, extremely accomplished, with a very diverse background all over the board, and uh, wow, she just brings the thunder. Some of the things we get into in this show is how to interpret the reported studies and what to look for in statistics. How the media, governmental agencies, and special interest groups are able to lie with statistics legally. (laughs) Deciphering facts and science from propaganda, manipulated data, and and gaslighting and otherwise false information with apparently people who have no ethics or morals or integrity. What's up with the dismissive conspiracy theory label that seems to be throwing around so much lately and, you know, the way people just react and just anytime you question anything, they just label it that and dismiss you. And then Sarah actually cites the actual research papers that were filed by vaccine manufacturers and what these reports actually say. She actually reads them to us in this uh, episode. So from their own mouths, exactly the safety and efficacy of these products. All this stuff is right in plain sight. It's stuff you can look up for yourself, but you're not going to hear it from the mainstream media or certainly social media because I hope you know that stuff's super censored. And we also talk about what the shots actually are, how they're different from a traditional vaccine, why they shouldn't even be called vaccines, and most importantly, what they're actually doing in your body. Got to hear that if you've gotten one of the jabs. And we talk about what to do if your company is mandating that you get one of the jabs. 
why the vaccine is not actually FDA approved, the politics behind that, and to let you know, probably most importantly, that you are not alone if you have a dissenting voice or have any kind of concerns or like a little bit of a red flag or doubts or like, oh my gosh, why am I the only one who just isn't comfortable with all this or doesn't feel comfortable with putting some kind of foreign substance in my body that isn't even safe from companies that have known criminal records of paying billions of dollars in fines and charges from harming people and, and a product that particularly has had more death rates and adverse reactions than the history of all vaccines combined. What is going on here? What's going on with our freedom in America, in the world for that matter? If you have any kind of concerns or or just want more help and information, or maybe even to find people that might have similar values to you with having concerns, we give you a list of resources where to go so you can make up your own mind. Don't believe what I'm telling you. Don't believe what Sarah's telling you. Don't believe what CNN's telling you or Andy Fauci or any of these people. Just make up your own mind, but do so with independent research and facts from companies or individuals that don't have skin in the game. They got to not have any, any benefit from what they're telling you to really be able to believe them, right? Otherwise they're really not independent. It's called conflicting interest and that's what's happening right now. So we give you a list of resources, super important. All right. So there you go. This show is right in line with what I'm all about. Trying to do my best to help promote truth, freedom, sovereignty, love, and light in the world so we can all be our best and live in harmony, mind, body, and spirit. Let's now join Sarah Gustafson. Sarah Gustafson, welcome back to the show, Sarah. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be back. Oh my gosh, we're just gonna have to make this a regular thing. You're not only the second time, but maybe the third, fourth. Let's just keep going because there's so much to share and talk about, isn't there? Yes. Yes. And today's topic is a super important one, super timely. So before we jump into it, please just share with our listeners and viewers a little background about yourself, Sarah. Yeah, sure. I am. Um, I'm a holistic Czech practitioner, uh, counselor, um, a licensed minister and instructor. I'm also a women's health researcher uh, from Austin, Texas. Um, I co-own Primal Fusion Holistic Health and Performance with my husband, Alex, who's a master Czech practitioner. Uh, we have a, um, a nice uh, sanctuary here in South Austin uh, called Anki. And we live here with our three children and I, I'm completing my doctorate now in philosophy with specialty in metaphysical science. Um, and I, you know, a little background about me is I, I sort of unearthed my, I guess you would call it my calling, my purpose, uh, my, my life's work to help others shift out of their pain and suffering. Um, and, and discover a life, life journey of, of healing and wellness through my own gateway of suffering, if you will. Um, throughout my whole life, I was sick and, uh, you know, starting around age seven and just spent years, you know, from age seven to 21, 
in and out of hospitals, on and off medications and everything from chronic infections and migraines and fractures, broken bones, you name it, uh, depression, anxiety. And so that really paved the way for me by the time I was 21 and, and really just, you know, a few years on, on my own in college and trying to be independent, realizing that I'm just tired of trying to always catch up to my peers and um, always being the overachiever to simply be an equal. And then by the time I was 25, I just realized I'm, I'm too young to be this old. And I had to just quit cold turkey everything. I, I by, by that time had been on 10 to 12 medications and was spending all of my time in the drive through pharmacy, making appointments with specialists, getting new uh, tests and exams to find out what's wrong now and, and chiropractor's appointments. I was just always in pain. So I just stopped it all. And I decided to do my own research and discovered that truly um, having health freedom and freedom from pain really meant uh, taking care of yourself and putting yourself first um, and eating well and drinking enough water and getting enough sleep and moving your body and detoxing your body through, you know, regular sweat and, and living a life that is true to you that brings you joy. And it was just really a collection of all of those things that eventually led me to discovering the Czech Institute. So here I am. Yes. And we go into more of that in the other episode that uh, we had uh, when you were on the show, um, as to exactly how you did that as well. Um, but tell us about your uh, experience, though, as in uh, statistics and analytics and research, because you have quite not only diverse background of expertise, but wow, a really uh, advanced one in that regard. Uh, yes. Yeah, so um, I did. I've, I, I went through university for a good 12, 13 years. And even now I'm back again. I love learning. I, um, uh, you know, I would say initially uh, going to school for so long was more about proving myself worthy. Now it has just unfolded into a love of learning. I just love learning. I love discovering and exploring. Um, and one of, I call them past lives, in this life. So one of my former lives in this life was um, in university is studying. I was in the criminal justice department and um, in uh, part of that was my under, uh, I guess you would, you would call it a minor study was uh, forensic psychology. And we would have, we had to take a several years of, um, various statistic courses to really understand research analysis. So I had to take a lot of courses to know how to read uh, scientific publications and research and know how to pick things apart. And part of that was statistics. And um, interesting book, in fact, called How to Lie with Statistics. By Daryl Huff. Yes. Um, it's a very good book. Now, it, it, the title is a, a bit misleading, but it's actually a very helpful, good book. It's um, It helps you understand how statistics can be used 
to create many stories. And so a very um, like entry rookie level uh, project that we were assigned was here, um, here are some statistics. Here's a, you know, we were each assigned um, a project of how to take statistics and you have to create five or more stories and then you would have to grade them from most likely to least likely to win in, uh, say, a you know, through a jury or a court case. This one's likely to win, and then you have to write a report why it's going to win. And then the one least likely, why it wouldn't win, and, and um, you know, whole report on it. And then all the ones in between, you have to write, you know, maybe one paragraph about those. So that's why I'm able to look at information and numbers and very quickly go, this is missing, that's missing, this is missing, and really very quickly call BS. And so not very many people have that capability because you look at a lot of things that are shown in the news or that are displayed on, um, you know, from wh who we call trusting authorities. And whether it's the CDC or the WHO or the, you know, the health department, um, whether local or federal level, the White House, whoever, you know, we trust this information. These are our authorities and they're showing us nice, fancy, you know, graphs or, you know, percentage numbers and statistics and things like that. We trust those and we trust them because they're visual aids. It's a either a chart, a pie chart, a graph, like a nice pretty graph with like, you know, things here. And it says like, uh, you know, 19, you know, it has like, these are the best ones. And it has little spikes like this. And it has markers, right? So okay, so she's, like, she's holding up a graph. She just drew, drew almost looks like a wave. It's like a timeline on the bottom mm -hmm. that'll mm -hmm. give you dates on the bottom. And then on the top, you've got like spike waves yep. that show you that those are the best ones that are that that are very much easier for people to understand on, on a visual aid basis. And those are called the bottom line are called tickers. And so those are the most widely used you know, by health authorities, because they are much easier to convey the information, but those are also the easiest to fool uh, and uh, tell many different stories. So I'm able to look at those and go, well, that's true. That's uh, absolutely true, the information they shared there. However, there's also other information that's very true that's not being shared there. So you could also tell three other stories using the same information and the graphs would dramatically change, very dramatically, because the missing information when you add it in is gonna make those waves dramatically change. So for example, there was a recent one that came out that showed some studies about vaccinated versus versus unvaccinated that the CD put out. 
and they were studying, I think, um, LA, Los Angeles, California. And they were showing how the, um, the spike in the unvaccinated, uh, those who are unvaccinated being hospitalized uh, when the Delta wave came out. However, when I looked at that, I was immediately suspect because there was a lot of information that was not missing. So what the average person doesn't look at the uh, small print in the bottom to to go, what, what is, what do these lines mean? And these lines mean, so you Mm -hmm. got to read the small print. So what they defined as the unvaccinated person was now understand this is how you can lie with statistics an unvaccinated person by their definition in the, in this ticker in this in this statistics were those who had received only one vaccine or those who had only been vaccinated for less than 2 weeks so they were including those who had only who had been fully vaccinated less than two weeks or had only had one vaccine. They, they were saying those were unvaccinated, but they were portraying all those numbers of those those demographics in the hospital as the unvaccinated. And now that's very misleading. Now, scientifically, they misleading can is it, a kind term. I would yes. refer to that as something else, but <laughs> it's very generous of you to say misleading. Yeah, they're within all their rights to call that unvaccinated by whatever terms they want. If that is what they call it unvaccinated, because if they want to say that's unvaccinated by their terms, because they feel like, oh, you have to, you know, you have to wait two weeks after your second dose or your, you know, whatever or you have to have a second dose, such and whatever, in order to be considered, but they can call it that if they want, but that's not being clear. That's by saying you're not vaccinated and then uh, allowing the media to portray that the unvaccinated are causing the problems. That's what this was being used for. That's what this means by lying through statistics. They were not clarifying those statements. They were not using any of that information to be clear about that. Well, the thing so, is, is like what people have to understand is, you know, they're they're making the rules of their own game, you know, right. and and but what the problem is, is that, OK, they might be allowed to define things however they want. Right but they knowingly are defining them in a way that's contrary to popular belief. You know, if you say unvaccinated things, people are pretty black and white and understandably so unvaccinated means I have not been given a jab to my definition and may know damn well that majority of people agree, but if they're choosing to define it, however they want, and they're within their legal right to do so, that's fine. But I mean, what it comes down to is just a lack of moral conscience at all. You know, they're they're intentionally manipulating the statistics to say what they want to say to control public opinion and actions. And it's the same thing goes for the definition of vaccine. The definition of herd immunity, they've changed all the definitions. I mean, all these inoculations are not technically vaccines at all. 
They don't do the five things a vaccine is supposed to do. So they're not even a vaccine in the first place, but they're using the term vaccine because they know the public perceives it as a good thing, a preventative protective thing, which in fact it's not. Right. Absolutely. I 100% agree with you. And I would also like to add that if they are able to classify those who have had one shot versus those who have had both shots, but under are still under the two week window versus those who are post two, you know, both shots after two weeks, if they're able to classify those, then, then it's just as easy to have three or four of these different classified statistics and show them they, you know, so if you have that data, then you can have four separate statistics and four separate charts Mm -hmm. to be very clear in your message of how the vaccine is working and who exactly is in the hospital. But that's not being done. (laughs) Right. And so that's what is so misleading. Mm -hmm. And that is how you lie with statistics. That is how you tell a story with statistics because they have the information, they have the data, but they're not really telling the the real story. Well, they're telling the story that they are contriving to tell and that they're purposefully within their rights, as you say, able to do. But what makes me so sad, Sarah, is there's, I mean, my own mother, I mean, she's going to read, see that on, you know, the nightly news. And, you know, she just believes it. And no matter what I say to her or anything, you know, we, she could be listening to this podcast, everything you just said and be, well, you know, it's, it's really uh, scary what's happening. I mean, and how many people have been vaccine injured, you know, and, and people are still not seeing what's right in front of them. They think it's a coincidence or, you know, my doctor said has nothing to do with it. Oh, okay. Like, wait a minute. What? People are, are, they've lost their minds, you know, and, and let's not even get into the fact that when you're in a state of fear, you know, your whole cognition goes right out the window. You just totally lose your ability to think clearly. Um, or maybe we should talk about that. And I know I just threw a lot at you, but I, I'm just yeah. kind of building on what you're saying that, you know, those statistics, that's a perfect example you gave on the nightly news. And you've got masses of people thinking, oh, my, it's the unvaccinated that are, you know, hurting the rest of us. And but they're not being told the truth. They are not being told the truth. Right. Well, and that's the tricky thing is they are being told the truth. They're being about what the truth actually is. Yes, technically being told the truth, but in a very misleading a false way about to to someone who defines the truth as different than most likely you do. Like I said, in my example, to me, someone unvaccinated did not receive any inoculations, no jabs. That's my definition. So, you know, so yes. And that's, you know, because I have such a, a, a good reach in terms of, you know, how much I've like my my background in law, my background in, you know, the justice system, the political system and government, and, as well as venture capital and law enforcement, it's just I've, I've been around the block and I know how they work in terms, you know, let's just say the judicial system in order to when you know your back is against the wall, but you want to have an argument. Uh, 
So preemptively, when you're planning something and you know, like, well, if this actually goes to trial, you want to plan for that already. That's what this is. So they are telling you the truth. So if say this goes to trial, they, they, well, we were telling the truth. Look at the, we shared the numbers of the unvaccinated Mm -hmm. in there and see how we defined unvaccinated over here. We weren't lying. There you we go. It, you know what? You, you just hit the so nail on the head. You can't get them. You can't get them because we we defined them unvaccinated you're over right, here. You're right, Sarah. Yep, and, you're totally right. Mm-hmm. We included the numbers of those who actually didn't have any vaccines. We mm-hmm. defined this as unvaccinated, so we mm-hmm. didn't lie. Yes, you're uh, absolutely right. And you know what else they're not lying about? It actually says on the package insert that it's not de- designed to prevent transmission or prevent you from getting it and all that stuff. It right. says, says right on it that it's not designed to do that, but no one reads the fine print. They that think that right. these, these shots are going to save them and protect them, protect them not only from getting it, but also transmitting it to grandma. And that's not happening. And like you said, they're protected because it says right in there, if anybody would read it, that's not what it's designed to do. It's only designed to lessen any severity of symptoms should they get it. That's it. This That's goes it. back to losing our minds. So <laughs> this is um, this is what you know. I was just having a conversation with a friend of mine, um, and so you know we agree on so many things, but then there's some little tiny things where you know we very respectfully are don't disagree with each other, but respect that we choose different things. And this is one of those things. It's that where they share this information, but it's at the same time, then go say, say the opposite thing. And the only thing that's going to happen as a result of that, after almost two years now of that constant here, there, the CDC, who health departments, local principal, you know, municipalities are just constantly the, the, the media is, is constant. You, you have a death toll number ticker going across your screen every single day for almost two years now and telling you that the vaccine is going to wipe this whole thing out. You better get it done. You got to wear your mask or, or, you know, you're going to kill people. And it's just having that every single day for almost two years, I, I guess it's like 20 months now. And at the same time, when you go to their websites or you have the rare interview on the news of the director of the CDC or someone, you know, calling Fauci out, they'll say right to the right to the camera, to the interviewer or right there on the website, the opposite of what what they've been saying the whole time, the absolute opposite. What do you mean? Can you give an example of that? So an example is it's like extreme gaslighting. So it's, you have to get the vaccine. It's like Biden saying, my patience is wearing thin. We need 90 to hundred percent vaccine rate in America. This is the uh, pandemic of the unvaccinated. It's that language constantly. Mm-hmm. Well, then the, the director of the CDC gets interviewed and she says, flat out, we, we um, do have some grave concerns about the efficacy of this vaccine. And we are finding that the efficacy wears down to about 58% after three months. 
now that and that was in July. And now a couple of weeks ago, she's saying it wears down after six weeks. Mm. So there, it's constantly changing. But the next day, Biden said that this his patience is wearing thin and we need a 90 to 100 percent vaccine rate. Why? Why? So you have the CDC director saying doesn't work. And then you have the president who is saying we need 90% to 100% vaccine rate. And it's just like this back and forth of one message versus the other message back and forth. And then, then you have a president who also can't very like speak very well because he's looking at the teleprompter and he's, he's something's wrong with, with his mental facilities and he can't read it fast enough as it's going. And so he's, you know, I don't know if anybody's watching him speak, but it's, it's not going well. And he's trying to read these teleprompters and get these messages out, not coming off well. And then you've got uh, Fauci coming on saying something similar. And then the CDC director comes up, come, comes out and, and, and then two weeks after she says the efficacy rate is doing this. And then, then she's questioned about all of these boys who are coming uh, out with myocarditis. And so in the very beginning, she's like, this is not a, a much of a concern. They kind of played it off. This is more of a coincidence. They're not really, now she's, now they're saying they're conducting their own internal studies about this. And, um, so it's just the, the messages are constantly changing. However, if they're doing their own internal studies, which she says and admits, but then she says this vaccine is safe. Those are two very different messages and that they are about to put out a, the same Pfizer vaccine for five to 12 year olds. But yes, they are doing their own internal study on the myocarditis in young teens. Those are two very different statements and they know it, but they're not saying it very directly. They're not saying why they're doing this research internally, because they're not, what they're not saying is we have identified a risk and have chosen to do our own internal study as to why these numbers are increasing and continuing to increase. That's not what they're saying. They're, they're saying we're looking into something because the in the next breath they're saying, this is safe. We're, we're now going to release the vaccine for five to 12 year olds. They can't say that second statement if they tell you that they have identified a risk that is putting children at, at, at in danger of, of a inflammatory disease of the heart that gives them a up to five year life expectancy. So they can't say that and then say the other thing. 
But that is well, what plus they, they they can't say any any of the vaccines are safe for anybody or I should say the shots because they're not vaccines because no one knows they're experimental. But that is what they're saying. Nobody knows, though. I mean, they can't even back that up. How do you know it's safe? We don't there are no long term studies. We, well, that we is what they're saying. Then that's what I want to help bring people to understand. That is what they're saying. And the only way for you to understand that that is what they're saying is by identifying what they are not saying. Because they very intelligently, intentionally avoid or of like, I guess, skip certain things when they are sharing information. So when they say we have begun an internal investigation into something and then that's it what did they not say you have to think about that what are they not saying about that so you have to ask yourself if they have started an internal investigation into the myocarditis why Obviously, if you worked for the CDC, or if you were a researcher, or if you were looking into myocarditis regarding this vaccine, why would you be doing that? Because what? Because you've identified a risk, but they're not saying they have identified a risk. They would not be spending money for sure if they didn't identify a risk. They wouldn't be doing that. So that's what they're not saying. But then they do say, this is safe. What are they not saying? You have to ask yourself that. And in order to ask yourself, what are they not saying when they do say this is safe? You have to look at the documents. Because when you look at the documents, which I have, let me see if I can find the actual um, Pfizer ones. Here we go, Pfizer-BioNTech. And I'll hold these up, but if you're not watching, you won't see it. When they say that they're safe, what they're not sharing is that there are no unknown risks and there are data gaps, meaning there is currently insufficient data to make conclusions about the safety of the vaccine in subpopulations, such as children less than 16 years of age, pregnant and lactating individuals, and immunocompromised individuals. This is the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine VRB pack briefing document submitted to the F FDA. Those are oh, their that's, words. That's public record. I mean, you anybody could get that. Yes, this is page 49 mm -hmm. of the Pfizer briefing doc, document that you can get at fda.gov. Beautiful. Sarah, but it, it says in it, they're not safe. So how are they able to legally say they're safe when it, their own document says they're not safe? That is a very good question. So there's a lot of like gray area in the middle of this black and white. So there, it, it could be safe for so many people. I don't know. Like it could be safe for 
anyone who is just so benign to responses or reactions to certain medications or vaccines, but here's what we all do know that no medication or clinical treatment or vaccine is a one size fits all 7 billion because that is the world population we have right now. It is not a one size fits all 7 billion across the board. And, and the fact that that is what they're trying to make this mm-hmm. every person on the planet mm-hmm. should question that, mm-hmm. especially when on page 49, Pfizer says in their document, there is insufficient data to make conclusions about the safety of the vaccine. And then the CDC says it's safe. The who says it's safe. Our president says it's safe. Your doctor says it's safe. How in the bleep do they say it is safe? And then you have the the CEO of Pfizer is coming out and saying he has not even gotten the vaccine. Why? He doesn't feel that he is at risk for the virus. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And let's uh, also not forget to mention that these inoculations have already killed more people than all the sum total of inoculations and vaccines in the history of the planet to date. They then they did so within the first three or four months. I mean, it's unprecedented amount of death and adverse reactions. To you know, so it's safe as long as maybe you're still alive after taking the chance and risking your life and getting something so experimental. And let's also not even forget to talk about people don't even know what they're injecting in their body. Not only is it something that's experimental and not proven of it, and we have no idea the long-term effects, but it has nanoparticles in there. It has, um, you know, which are basically like people have to think of it as like a little mini tiny robot that is now in your body that senses your biometrical information, like your heart rate, your respiration, if you're on any medications, when was the last time you had sex, if you're injured, inflamed in your body, and puts that information up in the cloud, that now you are basically, you have a little computer inside your body. And if you don't believe it, look and see how many people have magnetized the injection site with a spoon or they're picking up, you know, 5G satellite with their bodies now because their body is now an antenna and, and the, 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 uh, the fetal material in the vaccines, the heavy metals. I mean, we don't even know, yeah. people don't even know what they're putting in their body. They're just thinking, they don't. and they don't know me. from batch to batch of the vaccine. They don't know what's in it because they're the, you know, they have in some batches, that there are nanoparticles in there. And then they test some batches that don't have nanoparticles in there. Mm. And it sounds so tinfoil hat conspiracy theorists that honestly, hearing myself try to explain that, that, that they have found this in there. It, I, I hear myself and I, I find myself sounding quite insane. Me too. It is absolutely out of this world. Like this is a sci-fi movie script. Mm -hmm. What is coming out of my mouth? But Mm -hmm. the facts are there. The proof is there. The scientists, 
the the yeah. you know immunologists yeah. and yeah. Bill Gates. Bill Gates says he wants this is going to be awesome because then we're going to be able to get bad data information quickly from the cloud to help people do stuff. And he took, he already filed a patent to have it uh, linked into the cryptocurrency. Yeah. So I mean, he yeah. thinks it's the coolest thing ever that we're going to be semi-robotic. Like this yeah. is a great thing. It's like he weird. says it. There's they're not hiding it. It's so it's weird. The rest of us are just like, what is I happening? I try not to go too far down that rabbit hole because <laughs> right. it just gets weird. It is weird. And and a lot of that stuff is indisputable. But it's happening. Too, but it is weird. And, and the stuff that, like, if you even look up the patents on him is just, um, all I say is just look up Dr. David Martin. Mm. Now, he was employed by our own U.S. government, in fact, to help um, search patents to identify bioweapons. So he was employed as an analyst by our government to identify bio, identify preemptively and um, locate and protect our country from a bioweapon. Uh, bioweapons research, development, all that kind of stuff. So he was he was a, a very intelligent and very a useful utilization of our government for a very long time. Intelligent man. He um, was a professor. He has, you know, if you go to Dr. You just look up Dr. David Martin. He has a great website and he's a great resource. Now he also is one of the ones who discovered all of the patents that the U S was making. That was the patents being made in the U S and discovered not only that we were uh, being threatened with bioweapon research against us, but we ourselves in the U.S. were our own threat. Mm -hmm. And that is when he was very quickly taken off his post mm -hmm. and he began to do this research and mm -hmm. came out very quickly after uh, COVID hit and, and was on the bullhorn saying, you guys, Mm -hmm. These patents were made long before this came about. Yep. You need to look into this. I got a, on my research, 2017, the first patent on uh, the CVC virus was created. 73 patents issued between 2008 and 2017. Uh, Fauci has a patent on the Moderna vaccine. And let's also not even get into the fact that he sent U.S. taxpayer money to Wuhan, China for the gain of function research. I mean, it's just like all the information, nobody can just dismiss this with the, my, you know, conspiracy theory. It's like, this is in plain sight. This is not like, right in front some, of us. it's not like some wacko two women are talking about this thing and, you know, making no. this up because we've got nothing else to do. You know, this what is what do like, we have gained from this? Honestly, this and, is not my job. This is not what I do for a living or how I make money. <laughs> there you go. And that's a very good point because if we look at the people we just mentioned, they do have a lot to gain, not to mention right. the, uh, you know, drug companies making these things are now how many billionaires have been created within the last 20 months because a result of this, I mean, it's, you know, Sarah, this is one of the saddest things too, because it was, as we said, this, this information is right in plain sight. There's no, like, you know, they admit it, but one of the saddest things that I'm finding, there's a lot of people who don't want to know. 
They don't want to know. It's too scary. It's too overwhelming. It's too unbelievable that people can be so evil and greedy and not care about morality and the sanctity of human life and what's right and wrong. Well, I've had people also, tell me they, they don't want to watch videos. They don't want to see documents. They don't want to hear it. They just want to be on Facebook and do their little job and, you know, and just, okay. <laughs> and the reason here is very powerful. When, when those who don't want to know about this is, um, and this is where I feel a lot of compassion, is because if they do know, then you have, when, when you know, then you have to come to a realization that you've been complicit in your very own slavery. Mm-hmm. You have been complicit in the harm, not only to yourself, but your community, the economy, others around you, and the world collectively, you have been a complicit partner in all of this. And in order to stop doing that, you have to have some kind of ability to rise into power to not comply. And a lot of people who have an awareness of that, or even like an inkling in that connection of that, don't feel um, that's scary. It's oh, scary yeah. for them to, to even imagine the amount of power and courage it takes to oppose that. And yes. so it is much easier to put your head in the sand and just wait for this all to be over and just, and just pretend like, well, I didn't know. I was just, you know, I was just going by the rules. I was, I was just being a good citizen. And it is so much easier to do that and then be the victim and, and say like, you know, I was, I was being a good citizen. I was following the rules and now I am sick. I, now I am dying and now I'm watching my family go through hell and be angry and be the victim of that. It is so much easier to do that than to go through the shame, anger, rage, humility, um, the guilt, isolation uh, sometimes because what I, a lot of people are happening to is they don't the, the courage to speak up and then they're getting the backlash and the social bullying and the attacks so that's I a do. part I, of it every day i do every day mm-hmm. me too death threats the mm-hmm. the the criticism the judgment yep. mm-hmm. it's um they don't have the courage to stand up to that and so it's um so what do you say to them sarah what how what would you say to them to help them The only thing I can say is what I had to come to my own realization was what is going to happen if you don't, Mm. because it's not just about you, which is the same argument that most of them use to me and to others. This isn't just about you, right? Well, That's their argument now. What about in the future? So my what I had to come to realization is if I don't speak up, because I could just go on knowing what I know Mm -hmm. and stick to my guns, stick to my values, continue to to take care of myself, avoid the vaccine and knowing, you know, that like no matter what. I, I, I can't take that. I literally like for medical reasons, I'm not just being a, 
you know, a rebel here, but let's just say that something weird wasn't going on. I medically cannot take a vaccine. So just if I'm just going on about my business, I also know that I, if I'm just continue to be a recluse and go about my business, that not doing something to help others along the way, my children are going to inherit this big fucking mess Mm -hmm. and they're going to have to clean this up and they're going to turn around and they're going to ask me, what What did you do? You do Mm -hmm. for me to stand up for my rights Mm -hmm. because not only do I do research, I'm, I'm a, I'm a research analyst. I work to help people find health and wellness and freedom in their lives but I am an advocate for women and I have three girls. This is my life's work. It is my mission. This is my purpose in life. And I having three girls who may one day turn around and go, where are my rights? What did you do? You sure talked a lot. You sure moved your lips all the time, but what did you do? Mm-hmm. And I don't want to look them in the face and say, I wrote some articles about, you know, the woman's body, like, (laughs) no, not during a time like this, when our freedoms are being ripped right out from under our nose, right in front of our faces, blatantly, we're being lied to, we're being manipulated, we're being, we're being torn through as a country and torn apart and separated. Mm -hmm. And not during a time like this. So right now during a time like this, it's not about teaching women about their hormones. That is important because this thing does screw with our reproductive systems, but that's not what's so important right now. Teaching women to get in touch with their bodies and have more sex. That's important. But what's happening now is what is going to affect my girl's 10, 20, 30 years from now and their children, that's what they're going to inherit. And they're going to want to know what I did about it. And us I- now, Sarah, this is all moving quickly. I mean, they're, they're in, they're right. They're, they're, they're completely ignoring all the normal protocols and procedures of, of legislation and what's going on with lobbying and, you know, writing laws and amendments and all this crazy stuff is happening behind the scenes. I mean, look what's happening with Galvin Newton in in California. And, you know, I mean, this is happening right now. (laughs) It is insane. Now, some people that may not be enough to change them because they're thinking, you know, I'm going to ride this out. I'm going to keep getting, you know, my, PPP loans and my, my relief checks and insurance is going to take care of this and that. And, you know, if I get sick, whatever, you know, some people are just, you know, in, in terms of ego development and spiritual development, they're where they are and that's where they're going to stay. And that's not enough. Mm -hmm. It's not enough to convince them. But when you, when you think about your children or grandchildren or those you love generally, and you take yourself outside of yourself and you think about them suffering Mm -hmm. and them having to deal with this and clean it up, that sometimes is enough to pull you out of this self-involved thought Mm -hmm. process because it's not, that's their argument. That's not just about you. It's not just about now because what is happening now is the tip of the iceberg 
having a vaccine mandate, not being able to make a decision about whether or not you're going to be able to get access to food, access to see your family, access to even be able to work. That is a snowball at the top of a mountain waiting to just roll. Mm -hmm. Now imagine what comes after that, because that is now Mm -hmm. the snowball when it starts rolling down the hill and collecting and collecting and collecting. That's your children. That is your grandchildren. That is all the people in your life that you love. And those are the freedoms and the, and the pain and the discomfort and the suffering that they will have to deal with because you at the top of the mountain didn't do shit. That is what you have to think about. That's what you have to think about. Because those who are just absolutely out of their minds going crazy about the, the, the abortion bills right now are the same ones who are advocating for vaccine mandates. That blows my really? mind. Yes. That's completely shocking to me. I would think my mind. the opposite. That there I so many of my friends the, who have completely it's abandoned same, me. It's the same they, philosophical argument. <laughs> it's absolutely the same. Well, our president <laughs> is one of them. <laughs> yeah, well, he's, he's a, criticizing our puppet. <laughs> he is criticizing the the abortion bills that have gone through in many states, including my state, which is Texas, it's it's shameful that that women don't even get the right to make a choice about their own bodies and futures and their health. What what is even happening, right? Well, you know, if you look back in history, any regime that has been authoritarian, the first thing they do is they control the reproduction of the society. The ability to reproduce is what they go after. Look, look up, do your homework, do your history. Absolutely. Now look at that. Control so reproduction. Have the, so many, and, and I hate, I don't even like labels, but you got a lot of the left side that are absolutely, they are so enraged by this and they are, they're protesting women's rights. Rightfully so. I mean, I, I'm right there with them. But they are also at the same time enraged by those who are not getting vaccinated. And anytime someone comes out about like the the hospital mandating Mm -hmm. um, healthcare workers, they're just completely upset with anybody who is against that. But wait a minute, that though you can't be for one thing and against another. It's right to bodily autonomy. I mean, like you said, it's the same issue, bodily autonomy. Isn't that what they're fighting for with abortion? We have to all have the same rights to medical freedom and health freedom and the choice to make those medical decisions to our bodies and for our bodies, for ourselves. And so you can't be for one thing and against the other because they're the same sense. thing. I mean that Absolutely they just they drunk the Kool-Aid or something. They they're believing the 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 brainwashing. So I don't know how they can how that how that coincides for them. Because again, it, to me it's the same argument. The, the, like we're saying, the right to bodily they sovereignty. don't see it that way. They yeah. don't see it that way. And so there's a lot of the um factors that go into it about, you know, well. The virus is, um, you know, uh, you, it's transmutable or it, it's um, it's a it's a contagious thing. And you don't have the right to go out there and spread it around. Mm. Whereas if you're pregnant, 
that is your body, your choice and da, 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 blah, blah. It's not contagious. Mm-hmm. And so they use that argument mm-hmm. and I, it's, it's absolutely, it blows my mind. It just blows my mind because they're, they're not taking into consideration all of the medical decisions that go into both things that are very much the same. It is not about a vaccine. It is not about a pregnancy. It is about your rights. It is about your freedom. Mm -hmm. And it is about the snowball at the top of the mountain Mm -hmm. that is going to be launched off the moment we allow this to happen. Mm -hmm. And then years down the line, we're going to look back and go, oops, oops, we should not have allowed that to happen because then we're going to be wondering, hmm, where did all our freedom go? Now we can't make a decision about anything. It's called communism. (laughs) Yes. Now we have submitted our entire lives and we can't make a decision about anything. And, oh no, look at that. You know, like it'll be too late. Well, my answer to them would be, uh, guess what? It's not a vaccine. So back to, you know, listen to the beginning of the show, because if they're saying, well, this is a virus and you know, something it is affecting me because it's, it's spreadable number two. Well, first of all, there's, they've actually never isolated the virus. So that's probably a whole nother discussion. There's a lot of people who believe there actually is no particular virus. That's one thing. So show me the virus, first of all. And second of all, again, this is not a vaccine. This is not, this is not injecting a fraction of the particle into your body to act to, to uh, uh, get uh, antigens in your body to be produced to then give you immunity. That's not what these shots are doing. You know, so the fact that they're saying, go get the vaccine because it's going to protect me against you is just a whole faulty argument. Okay, (laughs) not to mention the whole terrain versus germ theory, you know, about how well it's about being healthy in the first place, because there's no shot. There's no pill. There's no nothing that's going to protect you or build your immunity. What's going to build your immunity is being healthy and following the principles of nature and what it takes to be healthy. You know, the whole fish tank terrain thing, like if your fish is in dirty water, what do you do? Give the fish a shot, a vaccine? No, you clean the tank. It's about the environment and the tank that will keep the fish healthy. So shots, pills, potions, lotions, tricks, smokes and mirrors are not the answer, people. The best protection is to get healthy, period. And that goes for your mind as well, exposing yourself to unhealthy fear mongering. And if you think you're alone, you're not. I just want to make sure I said that point. And then I'm going to let you just have the floor, Sarah. But for back to people who feel like they're going against the grain and they're the only ones who feel this way and they get labeled a conspiracy theorist and dismissed, you know, you're not alone. There's a lot of people like me and Sarah and millions of other people out there that feel the same way, but you're not hearing about us because we're, we're silenced, but we're out there. So Sarah, please have the floor. I just threw a lot at you there. No, that is true. There is a lot of um, misconception, like, well, back to misleading and back to lying with statistics. There's a lot of stuff out there that, you know, saying now this is, this is the funny part. So going back to that LA Los Angeles um, statistics that they threw out there about the unvaccinated Mm. being, all in the, um, taking up all the ICU beds and, and, and flooding the hospitals. 
However, on the flip side, the media is also reporting that um, the the U.S. is um, like I think it's up to seventy six percent vaccinated. So oh you have to really be able to pay attention to what they are saying. So now all of the unvaccinated people are taking up the hospitals and there's just so much to unpack here. Now, the, the reason hospitals are low on beds and that they're, you know, there's not enough room in hospitals is because of the mandates. They don't have enough staff. The staff are leaving. There's not enough physicians and nurses in the hospitals. They're not reporting that. That is the reason. Now, I have several friends who are ICU and uh, nurse staff in hospitals who are telling me uh, point blank. That is why there's a shortage. It's, it's not because uh, vaccinated or unvaccinated versus, you know, or, or because there's just so many more COVID cases. It's because of the shortage of frontline workers because they are mandating the vaccine and these frontline workers don't want the vaccine. So they're walking away from the jobs. Therefore, they don't have enough beds. That's therefore, the therefore they're not lying. Technically, back therefore, to your point. They're not lying. They yep. are telling you the yep. truth, yep. but they're not yep. telling you the story behind there the truth. Go. There you go. There's so, a difference between the truth and the story and the whole story, the whole story. Now, now you look at the border, the same thing. They tell you the truth at the border, but they're not telling you it's because the border agent, border patrol agents are walking away from their job because they are being mandated with the vaccine. They're not telling you that they let in tens of thousands of, of uh, immigrants from Haiti just several weeks ago without one COVID test. They didn't even test any of them. Tens of thousands just come on in, no proof of vaccine, not one COVID test. However, border patrol agents lost their jobs because they didn't get a, a COVID uh, vaccine. So the same thing that you're seeing it across the nation with the police departments and the fire departments, they're all losing their jobs here in Austin, Texas. We are now low on uh, our police force. They're no longer responding to non-emergent uh, calls, including wow. suspicious uh, um, activity, criminal behavior, attempted robbery, attempted break-ins. They won't respond to these calls because we are so low on uh, police officers due to the mandates. So, and then you looked at New York, it, it, the final number that the last one we had was 82,000 frontline physicians and nurses lost their jobs mm. because they were not willing to get the vaccine. Now, if, if those who are not, are choosing not to get this vaccine are just crazy, uh, uh, selfish, ignorant conspiracy theorists who don't care about society. We are just the vermin, low life, in the ditch, couldn't care less, stupid, whatever of society. Then you've got 82,000 physicians and specialists and surgeons and nurses who went through medical training, who have been in the healthcare field for 20 plus years, some of them who went through medical school, 
who are a part of that in your narrative or the media's narrative, who are part of that category that we have painted of ignorant, uneducated vermin of society. Last year's heroes. And that's just New York alone. That's just New York alone, the 82,000. Yeah, Yeah. that's just one state. Yeah, that's just one state. All (laughs) over America. That is just one state, (laughs) 82,000 in one state. Mm-hmm. And last year, we were waving the American flag, yeah. the posting memes, because they are the heroes. And now we won't even give them unemployment benefits. We, they have lost their jobs, can't support their families because they won't get a vaccine. These are people who are the experts in medical field who are saying no to this shot for a reason. Don't you think they know something mm-hmm. And, and you, you know who else are the two the two top groups that are saying no, are the black community and physicians or um, uh, PhDs, P- yes. and and for the same reason because they know the history and the, right. yeah, the P- <laughs> right yeah the, yeah they the know PhDs something. know that how to read statistics like you the PhDs understand this is dangerous like it's right in front of you what's going on here it's not being what's portrayed in the mass media it is contrary I'm not doing this so PhDs in the black population because they know it's also been called medical apartheid they've been the victims of tremendous amount of uh um um what's the word um they're experimental, oh, well, experimental and vaccines and, and, and yep. experimentation yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, malpractice. Yep. And yes, you know, when I've studied, I've studied this too, like the, they are completely disregarded in terms of, I mean, across the board, you know, mm-hmm. and, and when I've been studying women's health and they don't, they don't get near the, the amount of other, um, you know, it, Native American and African American that like, it's just like this much. Mm -hmm. So when I am up on my soapbox about women, not getting enough, um, you know, let's call it airtime in terms of the clinical studies and scientific study research, research, uh, being under the microscope so that we can know more Native Americans and African American, uh, subpopulations, they're like, even less than that, like tiny. Mm-hmm. We, and they have mm-hmm. such specialized. Yes. Um, you biology. know, like mm-hmm. we need to know, we need to know because they even respond mm-hmm. so different to medications, yes. pharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. They respond different to exercises, uh, everything, their environment, mm-hmm. toxins, mm-hmm. everything to mm-hmm. food, nutrition, you name it. And no, we don't really, they respond different to pain. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, lots of studies about like, if you, you know, uh, a a black person goes to, let's say even a black woman goes to an ER versus a white man, uh, both complaining of pain, the black woman is going to wait an hour and a half, probably longer. Wow. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So it's like, so on that level, I, I believe you when you say like that the PhDs in the black Mm -hmm. community are Mm -hmm. the most suspicious of this thing. Mm -hmm. I believe um, in the black community, it's not only is it in recent memory, it's in their DNA not to trust. Mm. uh, We were watching 
it wasn't Dave Chappelle. It was, he's, he's kind of in trouble right now, but he, um, it was another comedian, uh, Joe Rogan. We were watching one of his old things, but he had said something that really struck me that um, in terms of like, and he wasn't talking about slavery. He was talking about something else, but it really put it into perspective for me that slavery was just two people ago. <laughs> mm. Like I don't to laugh about that, but mm-hmm. like really, because people live to be about, you know, they can yeah, live yeah. to be a hundred, sometimes more years old. So slavery was like two people ago. That's nuts. Maybe one and a half people ago. Mm-hmm. One, and a, one and a half people ago, there were slaves here. Please, so, the, the women only had the right to vote for what? Uh, how long has it been now? A uh, hundred years? Ago. Yeah, a hundred years. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, you know, and and uh, I forgot the, it was the black woman who, when they were coming, the, the women, the white women who were coming out of the first feminist wave, and there was a black woman who wanted to join. And she, she her famous quote, I, I wish I had her name, but her famous quote was, ain't I a woman too? Because they were like, you know, you're not like us and whatever. What? She stood up there. She's like, ain't I a woman too? And it was mm-hmm. just so powerful. Nice. But yeah, one and a half people ago. There were slaves here. So yeah, no kidding. They're, they're a little suspicious. Right. Mm-hmm. And then my husband, he's Jewish and it's like totally in his DNA to be oh, like, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, he doesn't have a medical reason to not get, you know, shots or anything, but he won't get, he, mm-hmm. he has zero trust in anything. Well, and there's so, a lot of scary parallels to what happened back in the forties going on now. Going on right now. I mean, that's all. There's a whole nother discussion on that, that there's his grandmother, exactly how it happened. His, his grandmother's a survivor, his parent, and she just recently passed away, but his parents are just absolute. They're, they, they came here from Ukraine. They're recognizing what's happening. Mm -hmm. Nope. Absolutely not. And I don't blame them. I don't blame them. They're very worried. And, you know, that's a lot of reason why Europe is the first to really be protesting so much because they understand they've seen this before. But Americans, we've only known freedom. You know, we don't realize this frog is being boiled slowly. The water is being turned up very slowly, just a little bit of time. Just take this little freedom here, the Patriot Act there, that here, this here, this little wear a mask and close businesses and you know we're doing it for your own good just churning up that temperature a little bit at a time americans have no idea that our freedoms like you said the snowball that ball is starting to pick up a lot of snow right now and it's starting to be older we have to understand just as a people together that it's not one size fits all when we we're at a farmer's market and, mm-hmm. and my husband had a woman in his face, just so like the contempt in her eyes was just, she was so angry at him about, about wearing a mask, not wearing a mask. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he just stood there very, very patiently, lovingly with, with our five-year-old mm-hmm. who's not wearing a mask. Now she also has sensory processing disorder where she like your daughter. When, yeah. When she would wear a mask, she started getting this obsessive, like compulsive, like having to all the time. She felt like she couldn't breathe. Okay. Right. But then that's can't breathe them. creating this like terrible, like mm. heat rashes and mm-hmm. thrush 
And then she'd be up all night crying with these rashes and itches. And she started getting tooth decay. It was just, it was awful. It was awful. And then I'm thinking to myself, she's, she can't be the only child. There's gotta be children all over the world that are just dealing with thrush and tooth decay and rashes and all these things. Middle of the, we're like, no, she is not going to wear a mask period. We had to pull her out of school, the school where she said, it's not going to happen. We're not going to do this. We're not going to demonstrate this for her. She doesn't understand. She doesn't know how to process this. Mm-hmm. And so he's, he's not wearing a mask either. He has this big beard and it just is so uncomfortable. And he we're outside now. He will be very uh, polite in stores. He will put a mask on in a mm-hmm. store. He's not going to raise a stink about it. And you know, but outside, no, he's not going to wear a mask outside. And this woman was so, she had just so much contempt, so much so that in front of a small child will come and yell and, and, you know, curse. And, and it's just, it, we have become that kind of like segregated and split society that we have allowed fear and the narratives and the manipulation to split us apart into such a point that we have no capability to step outside of ourselves and even imagine just to imagine another person's experience as a human being that a father with his five-year-old child who may have a sensory processing disorder, who is outside in the fresh air at a farmer's market, wanting to demonstrate a, a healthy um, lifestyle with her it has nothing to do with you. And if you absolutely believe that the mask is helping to protect you, then you can just go on your way. Mm-hmm. Because you are not living in their home mm-hmm. and dealing with this child's issues of crying all night with these rashes mm-hmm. all over her face and dealing with a swollen tongue from these mats. You're not dealing with that. So who are you to get in his face and have contempt and hold contempt for him as a father for not wearing a mask? Who are you to not for one moment? Where has our empathy gone? If you want others to respect you and have empathy for you, you have to understand empathy goes both ways. Empathy is exchanged. It is, it is exchanged between us all. We all want to be seen. We all want to be understood, which means we need to see each other. We need to understand each other. We need to imagine. Imagine means get outside of your analytical, logical, reasoning, fear-based mindset and imagine what every person could or may be going through. Maybe, maybe why they're not getting vaccinated. Maybe why they're not wearing a mask because it is not just what, you know, these CNN or headline news people are are talking about these ignorant, uneducated, selfish vermin of society who are just don't care and are just, you know, decide, you know, we have conspiracy theorists, right. Looped them all into this one container of, of, mm-hmm. of uneducated, selfish mm-hmm. vermin, conspiracy theorists, few Trump supporting racist, homophobic, boom, every that, that's where they all go in that container. 
right? Because so when you see someone not wearing a mask, that's, that's, they all match. That's who mm-hmm. they are, right? But because you watch the news. That's how, that's why you have decided that. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of ironic because someone like you, who actually is reading the fine print, who is looking at the documents, who's taking the time and effort to do the homework, to dig deeper, to find answers and not just believe what's being spoon fed in your face. It's so ironic because you actually are more educated. You're the one who's dismissed as the conspiracy theorist. You're the one who's, yeah. who's labeled selfish and dangerous and all these these really powerful words that people are just throwing around like weapons and to me it's just complete ignorance and but to your point you know we all have to have compassion i need to have compassion for these people that get angry at me for the same reasons and think you know i'm sorry but you just don't (laughs) you just don't know like you just i mean i'm open to a discussion show me prove me wrong like but but i'm not going i know enough to know that i'm not going to believe that i'm a victim and that i'm powerless and that there's some some uh, genetically modified um, organism is going to make me healthy. That it's, I know what it takes to be healthy because, like you, I've overcome my own health issues, very serious ones, to now be completely healthy. So I know what it takes to be healthy. And this isn't it. <laughs> That's for sure. No, no, absolutely not. It just, you know, if, if, if that is what you feel is is right for you and and your life is to comply with these countermeasures, then all for it. I Mm -hmm. I support it. I support your right to to choose choose these things. Mm -hmm. All I ask for everyone on this planet and for our children and their children is that you support our right and everyone's right to choose otherwise as well. Mm -hmm. Because if you truly, truly believe that what you are doing protects you, then no one is a threat to you. No one. Yep. So if you believe, however, that anything that we do is potentially a threat to you, then it's time to admit It is time to admit to yourself that deep down you don't believe or trust what you are being told and that you are continuing to comply and go along with the rules simply to avoid facing yourself. Mm -hmm. Because if there is something in you that believes that that what you have chosen and the choices that you have made or do make or continue to make are not protecting you, then you do not trust or believe those who are telling you to do it. You cannot have both things. Mm -hmm. You cannot say that you are protected by making the choices you're making And that those who are telling you that those are safe are trusted while at the same time saying that those who are making different decisions and wanting the freedom to make those decisions are somehow a threat to you. You cannot have both of those. Those both don't work together in harmony. So one or the other, you are either going to fight for our right to have the freedom to make these decisions for our, our medical and health freedoms, or 
you are going to eventually admit that you don't trust and believe what you have been told one or the other. Also, I would add, I would add to, you know, also build up and focus on your own cultivating your own power focus on cultivating your own sovereignty, you know, make your own organism, um, you know, bulletproof, so to speak, you know, I mean, rather than focusing what the other person is doing, what, what do I do to get as healthy as possible? How can I set up my life? So I resist any viruses, bacteria, pathogens, whatever it may be, you know, so put the, put the power back where it belongs and what you have power over, which is yourself and what you're doing and how you're living. That's yeah. the best defense. It takes, it takes courage to do that. It takes courage and it takes a lot of um, humility to do that. And if you are willing to face that and, and step up to that, just know you are not alone. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of narrative and storytelling to make you believe that that is not the case, but believe me, it is not. There are far more people than, than you are being led to believe that are, are, uh, that are on this side. And I don't like to even say sides because we are all on the same side. Um, that's another I believe that too. So. To I think it, believe we're on sides. And- I, I believe that too. I think at the end of the day, you know, back to your point about compassion is that, you know, we really all want the same things. That woman who attacked your husband and your daughter, she's just afraid. She, her anger is really just fear. And she really, really believes what she's saying is right and true. And, you know, that's where the compassion comes in, because at the end of the day, we all want to be safe. Of course, we all want to be free. We all want to give each other the sovereignty of their own lives. I mean, I would think, except for except for that 1% who's controlling the narrative and has different morals than we do, but most people, I should say. So, you know, that's where it comes back to that we just have to come to terms with, you know, how to get there. And I guess what the, what the narrative really, really truthfully is back to the point at the beginning of the show that you made about, you know, really having, being astute in your information and what you're quoting as science and what you're quoting as truth and fact to make sure, are you sure what you're saying is, or what you're believing is really what you think you're believing if you're believing across the ticker on the nightly news, this is the death rate and this is the hospital rate and this is that, you know, to your point, Sarah, about understanding how to read and analyze a statistic is vital right now. We have to be educated. We cannot be passive. We cannot be complacent. We must put our priority into educating ourselves on what is really going on so we can make an informed decision. Otherwise, it's an inaccurate decision and we're going to unfortunately probably suffer for it eventually. That's right. It's absolutely right. And, you know, we go back to, again, like they've never been able to actually isolate the virus, which is why they had to create this, this shot that they created because they couldn't, you know, you get the flu virus or chickenpox or, you know, measles those have the virus. They were able to isolate the virus and create a vaccine against it, right? They couldn't do that with this virus because they could never actually isolate the virus. So they had to create the the mRNA, the spike protein that they had to replicate 
uh, sort of look like it, right? And what this does is it gets into your body, it attaches to the cells, and it's and it, anything else in your body that also looks a little bit like it, it goes after that thing. And so it, it, it trains your body and every other cell in your body to then begin attacking anything that looks like that and then reversing. And now it's not reversible. That's the thing about this thing. You cannot undo it once it's done. You can't unvaccinate yourself. You can't unvaccinate, you know, how can I detox? How can I undo this? You can't, you cannot undo it. And that's why, again, some people are just very hesitant because the, this thing came out so quick. They just want to watch. They want to wait. They want to yeah. see like, what are the long-term side effects? We don't know. Like this has been out for like six, eight months, maybe. And we're already seeing that the, the adverse reactions and death rates is far higher than they have ever been in the history of vaccines. We're looking at tens of thousands of adverse events, hundreds of thousands of deaths worldwide. And that has never in the history of vaccine manufacturing ever happened, ever. They pulled vaccines off the market so fast you couldn't even Uh spit out the word vaccine. Uh It was what, 50 deaths, 52, Uh three deaths or something with the smallpox Uh vaccine. Uh Bam, they pulled that thing off the market. We are at hundreds of thousands Uh with this thing. And they haven't even batted an eye. Nope. No wonder people are hesitant. Yep. And let's also. These are people who've been getting vaccines their whole lives. Their children are fully vaccinated, but they're like, "Mm, I don't know. Like, wait and see. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know about that one. Like they are within their rights to be like, I don't know, because the numbers there don't lie. You can't, you look at the VAERS, like website and it's just mm-hmm. it's it's like a what are the you go to las vegas and you pull the ticker the ver yeah. stands for vaccine <laughs> vaccine like, affected research yeah uh, and i'll tell you why that is accurate very quickly because in order to submit an adverse reaction report to theirs and why you're only seeing a, about one percent mm-hmm. of the adverse reactions is because the reports you have to fill out take a very long time. And because we are so short staffed on frontline workers, nurses, physicians, et cetera, and because we are just so overwhelmed on the frontline, they're not filling those out. And those reports that you have to fill out and submit into the VIRS take hours. they take hours for Mm -hmm. one. And the fact that it takes hours just to fill one report out and you're seeing that many mm-hmm. every day, just constantly, mm-hmm. that needs to tell you something. And That's- let's not forget that the hospitals and the doctors are financially incentivized to list things as a vaccine death or, or excuse right. me, a, a uh, COVID death, not not uh, even when they have comorbidity morbidity or any other, you know. Right, condition. right. Let's also talk about the PCR test real quick too. Speaking mm-hmm. of lying with statistics. Mm-hmm. Again, there's, you have to look at this. There are auto accidents, murder suicides, where like the, the coroners uh, all over the U.S. are coming out and going, I, you know, I, I submitted the death certificates and I'm then coming, things are coming back to me. 
that these are being reported to COVID deaths that I did not fill this out. Mm -hmm. Coroners are saying like, I did not report this a COVID death. That when these uh, death certificates are are getting pushed through, Mm -hmm. that something on the next level is then listing it as a COVID death, a murder, suicide, Mm. a traffic accident, an auto fatalities and things like that. Like more and more coroners are coming out now. Mm -hmm. And saying like, this is something's going on here. And then Project Veritas, this somehow is not front page news across the U.S. They had inside undercover investigators got the Pfizer scientists to admit that this this vaccine doesn't work and your natural immunity is far better than anything and that this is this is like this is all about money and that they are scared to even speak inside the it office orders. because they are constantly being watched and recorded mm-hmm. like that's you would think that CNN and like all these big media things would be jumping on this no, but no they're all, one just cricket absolute crickets and instead Project Veritas was banned from Twitter and Facebook. They have live footage, live footage speaking to these biologists and immunologists, uh, scientists from inside Pfizer, live footage, their own words, nothing doctored. And they, boom, they were just kicked off Facebook and Twitter and, and Instagram. And, and no one's picking up on it. That is and Google. So, they erased them from Google too. erased from Google. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. so creepy. It is so creepy. And it is interesting. I'm starting to get super animated. I realize interesting. Cause I know, I think our time is getting close to, and mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, there's so many other things mm-hmm. um, that um, the, you know, and then also the CEO of Pfizer won't get vaccinated. And then the former chief scientist of Pfizer who is warning the entire world that this this vaccine is or this shot is is absolutely 100 percent dangerous and he has grave concerns for the entire world population and anyone who gets this shot and then the inventor of of the mrna who has been blacklisted from wikipedia from google from twitter he he is the he is the research scientist, the uh, uh, immunologist, and um, uh, what's the other one he studies? Oh, a virologist. Vir- virologist, yeah. Uh, Dr. John Malone mm-hmm. invented, literally invented, patented mRNA, which is what this shot is, who is saying this is Frankenstein. We, I, we should not be doing this. This is dangerous. Wow. And he was completely wiped off, blacklisted, censored, and his reputation was just drug face down through the mud. Yeah. And they use him as an example to scare the crap out of everyone else into Absolutely. silence. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Just, it's like, just this is bullying. What's going to happen to scientists who try and speak out or, or publish mm-hmm. anything in journals? Example. Yep. Yep. It's, that's what, that is what people need to look at. Like what... What? Like, mm-hmm. these are people from Pfizer. And that's people happening in America, from- folks. This is America. <laughs> you know, it's not in another country. Yes, those right are here. the questions we have to ask ourselves. Is mm-hmm. this 
Like, so next time you're calling your neighbor or your family member or your longtime friend or the person and you're, you know, anonymously, you know, being a keyboard warrior, just, you know, in your convictions, uh, you know, ragefully just going against somebody who chooses not to get vaccinated or, or, or is talking about this. Think about this. Why? Why would they be blacklisting these people? Why would they be blacklisting Nobel Peace Prize winners? Why would they be blacklisting the inventor of the mRNA? And censoring. Just scientists. Taking uh, them right off. The, yeah, just right. censoring them, removing the them. Top, the silencing top them. scientists of the FDA. Why did they walk out a month ago? They walked out. Who did? Left. The top chief scientists, three of them. The top three of the FDA, they left, they walked out of the FDA. As soon as uh, Biden said, we're going to enforce the booster, they said, no, See ya. no, there is no evidence that these vaccines even work wow. now to even go because Biden didn't even talk to the FDA or the scientists, the top vaccine scientists never had a conversation with them about a booster because they were telling him. Like the efficacy of this thing, it's not showing, it's not good. We rushed this thing through approval. And, and then Biden just came out and said, we're going to need a booster. And they were like, we're out. We want nothing to do with this. Mm -hmm. Also speaking of who is Fauci's wife? Uh, oh, she, yes, she's on um, the, the head of, what is she the head of uh, the, e, the environment? What is it? Nope. FDA. Okay. Yeah. I knew something. Okay. Right. She's at the top of the FDA of product approval. That's it. Product approval. Weird. Weird. So strange. Weird. Right? It's called, it's called conflicting interest folks. Right and in that your face. is illegal. Right in your face. No one talking about it. Have you heard about that on the news? Have you heard about that yeah. anywhere? No, you have not. So these so-called like life experienced, uh, award-winning Robin journalists, Robin right? Hoods. Yeah. who, who, mm -hmm. who are, are like advocates for you have not written one piece or spoken one word about this complete conflict of interest that, right. that Fauci is married to the, the, the head of the product approval, uh, the FDA, FDA, his wife. Talk about an arranged marriage. And how is it that how somehow convenient. they knew in in June that that they were going to get the Pfizer BioNTech or whatever uh, vaccine in approval by September? How did they know that? He kept saying, and I quote, "Well, my hope is that they we will have an approval by September twenty second. My hope is we will have an approval by September. Da 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 da. My hope is." How did he have any idea that that was going to, they hadn't even finished their phase three of the trial and they weren't even close to it. So how in the world would FDA approve it? Mm -hmm. And that's the next thing you need to go to Dr. David Martin's website and, and see why there isn't an FDA approval. But Dr. Fauci used the word very, very carefully. And that's why, because his wife, he is married to the head of the FDA for product development and approval. They're just 
That is a conflict of interest and it is illegal. Illegal. Everything about this is illegal, Sarah. I mean, they're, they're, they're not they're not allowed to force you to get any kind of medical treatment. It's illegal for the government to coerce you to accept any medical treatment and, and look at the Nuremberg code. I mean, we have a right to inform consent and we're not getting it. We don't right. have to partake in anything against our will. That's experimental. And we are and with, with these forced, you're going to lose your job and you're the enemy. And this is a war on the unvaccinated. I mean, this is all illegal stuff going on right now. It is illegal. So but guess what? Getting away with that's it. That's why it is not FDA approved because that's because. illegal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So just I want all of you to understand that if you have a company that is mandating a vaccine, otherwise you will not be employed, take your walking papers. That's fine. Challenge it. Um, uh, Amy, I will give you a website that has a list of attorneys that that help everyone by state. Right. We'll put in the show notes. Because this is not this is not legal. And that is Mm -hmm. why you don't have an FDA approved vaccine for COVID-2. And here's the thing. They approved a COVID-2 vaccine called uh, Comirnaty. That is also by Pfizer, but it has not come out to production. It is not manufactured. It has not been produced. So what you're still getting is the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine. That is not FDA approved. Moderna is not FDA approved. J&J is not FDA approved. None of those are FDA approved. No company can mandate you or threaten your job over a non-FDA approved vaccine, period. So either way, if the FDA approves that, illegal. And if the company mandates it, illegal. You are within your rights to say F you. And if like what's happening right now in New York, there, there's a big thing about it because it was just 82,000. They were having marches and protests, all kinds of things. And so there's a big court case going on is because now they're saying we're not giving you um, employment um, or any, you know, they're trying to go for disability and unemployment benefits. And they're saying, no, they're saying this was illegal. And so they're fighting it and currently winning but nothing's been concluded because either way you go, this is illegal. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'll, Amy, I'll give and you immoral. <laughs> and uh, immoral. Of course it's immoral. But <laughs> no one talks about like that. Any way you cut the cake, it's immoral. Mm-hmm. The, the way this whole virus came about was immoral. And we didn't even get to that. I mean, like, mm-hmm. no one is even going, oh, yeah, like this whole investigation into the, where it came from, what, whatever came of that. Mm. Do you even ask? Do you even, uh, but no, we're just going to continue to stick our head in the sand about that too. We're going to go ahead and trust our administration that they really, they really, they flesh that out to the fullest of their abilities and determined that there was no evidence of da, 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 da. They did a good job. Okay, go ahead. And if that's what you want to believe, again, because it's easier for you to believe that, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Again, I encourage you to look up Dr. David Martin, Dr. John Malone. Uh, these are these go are to children's children's health defense. 
is yeah. fantastic. The work of Zach Bush, Citizens for Free Speech. Highwire.com. Yeah, Del Bigtree, the Institute for Functional Medicine website is fantastic. Uh, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, Dr. Henry Early, uh, Joseph Mercola, uh, Wise Traditions, the National Vaccine Information Center with Barbara Lowe Fisher is phenomenal. She's great because people who are um, a bit uh, like skeptical, mm-hmm. she is on both sides. Mm-hmm. She throws information out there for why you should, why mm-hmm. you shouldn't, mm-hmm. why you may be debating. And she gives you evidence on all sides. So, and, and, and Amy, I just want to go ahead for anyone who is listening and watching. I understand that all information for people who have, you know, I think because they put out like the top 15 or something of misinformation. Mm-hmm. And so I know that Dr. Tenpenny and Mercola, uh, uh, I don't know if Big Tree made it, but uh, he is. health defense was on there. Mm -hmm. So I don't even list those, even though they were, they, they do offer so much information. I know uh, childrenshealthdefense.org. They don't, they don't run opinions ever, ever there. You won't find one opinion on that website. I promise you. I, I, as a research analyst myself, who knows how to dig through information that you won't find anyone like me who second guesses herself, who tries to poke holes in, I, mm. that's all I do is try to poke holes in my own perceptions, opinions, and ideas constantly. It's a disease to be honest with you, but it works for me because it helps me understand and see all sides of every problem, every person. And it helps me as a therapist mm-hmm. and it helps me as an analyst. And when I looked at um, uh, Kennedy's website, the children's health defense.org. I don't see one opinion ever. Mm-hmm. Everything is fact backed up by peer reviewed research. Now I can't say the same for McCola. I can't say the same for Dr. Tenpenny, even though I do find a lot of their information is, is uh, great. It's helpful. Um, same with like Dr. Uh, you know, what's his name? David avocado wolf. And you know, a lot of them that get the whole like tinfoil hat, you mm-hmm. know, reputations, So I, even though I find them very helpful, I don't even uh, use them as resources because when I am talking to anyone who may be a skeptic and for any listeners out there who may be skeptical or think like, whatever, don't, don't go to 10 penny that, that might be taking, you know, if you're, you're starting at stair one, that might be like trying to get to stair eight from stair one, (laughs) Right. That's why I say, start with Dr. David Martin, start with Dr. John Malone. These are physicians. This is like going to your regular doctor's office whom you love and trust and you've been seeing for years and they speak your language. And Mm -hmm. and when you read their stuff and you listen to their uh, videos and interviews, it's, it's like hearing someone who speaks your language. They're not trying to fluff anything. It's not sensational. It's not out of this world. There's no fear behind it. There's no uh, shame, guilt, uh, nothing, nothing in the delivery. It's just absolute 
compassion, love. This is where I came from. This is why I'm speaking and sharing it with you now. This is my experience. This is my expertise. And Mm -hmm. they are very trusted resources. That's why I shared them. So if you are- So is is Barbara Lowe Fishers, the National Vaccine Info Center, exactly what you just said. And and you mentioned that she does both sides of the story. Yeah. But she's fantastic. Yeah. And I would say Del Big Tree, if you have learned a little bit about this, but you're still like, eh, I don't mm-hmm. know. Del Big Tree is great. And I like him because again, he is he adds fun and funniness to this. So if we get into too much mm-hmm. of this, like mm-hmm. what's gonna happen tomorrow? Why mm-hmm. does you know I feel so alone in my thoughts and I don't know what mm-hmm. to do and I have no control. And, you know, if you get into that so much, Dell is, um, he has a history in media. He used to work in the media, in the news, and um, he worked on, he was a producer on the show, The Doctors. And uh, then he produced several films, documentaries and things like that. So he's got this whole history in that. So he's an entertainer, but also he is passionate about getting messages across. So he has a way of his delivery that is funny, entertaining, but passionate. Mm -hmm. But he also says repeatedly, this is my opinion. I want you to go do your own information gathering. So here are the links. There you go. Form your own opinion. Mm -hmm. He says it all the time. How many uh, news networks Mm. do the journalists say that? Brilliant. Form your own opinion. But don't don't form your opinion based on what you're reading in the news and what they're just telling you. You have to do your homework. You can't become an expert by just being passive. You have to be participant. You have to go out there. You have to dig. You have to research. It's going to take some effort, but that's the way it is with anything in life. And Mm -hmm. I'll throw in, like Del Bigtree, uh, you reminded me of J.P. Sears. Same, mm-hmm. same thing. Very similar to Del Bigtree and even funnier. <laughs> He's definitely, you'll definitely find him on He's YouTube. Hilarious. I don't know if JP, um, excuse me, I was chewing ice and, oh, it just came out. I love, I love my eyes. I just had to wet my whistle. Um, my lips get dry when I get passionate. Mm, yeah, me too. Uh, I don't usually yell this much in a podcast. My goodness. Sorry, everybody. It's like, you know, but when you see injustice being done and people being hurt and being completely manipulated and lied to, it's hard not to get angry and passionate. Absolutely. I apologize. I've been yelling. All I know is <laughs> everyone is, is getting gaslighted at this yes. point. Yes. Oh. But yes, yeah, JP is hilarious. JP Sears is very funny. Um, he does offend people. But what I will say is when you go to thehighwire.com and you're, you know, if you sign up for the um on you put your email in, um, number one, Dell Big Tree and the High Wire, they have no sponsors. There's no commercials, they're not sponsored by anything, they never go. sell you anything ever. So when you sign up, what you get when you sign up through your email is show notes with the links to all the peer-reviewed studies, the news stories, the links to everything. Because when he, uh, when they have news clips and, and uh, episodes, when he is telling you in those episodes, but this is my opinion, I want you to read this and form your own, do your own research. That's what you get. He gets, he gives you all of the sources that he formulated his episode on and he emails them to you. 
No one does that. No, no one. And nothing in that email has a link to some affiliate of buy my mm. or anything like that. Mm. Nothing. It is simply a ton of resources. Mm-hmm. They gather their information and it's like, here you go. Read all of this, form your own opinion. And, and not only does no one do that, but if you, if you do question and ask anything, you're immediately dismissed and labeled yeah, as a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> you know, it's like, you can't right. you even have the right question. Like, Oh, right. you know, you're immediately shamed, like shame on you for even questioning my authority. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. wait a minute, wait a yeah. second. Uh, Sarah, this has just been incredible. This has been incredible. I can't wait to listen to the show myself and research everything that um, you, you've mentioned. Are there any last uh, thoughts, anything that's really on your heart to share with people today before we close? Uh, just absolutely always ask what, what did they not say? We always hear what they said, but in between those lines, what did they not say? Because, um, as someone who has studied forensic psychology, dark psychology, I am seeing total manipulation and gaslighting happening right now on the highest level, highest level. Look for what is not being said on the one hand, We are seeing high levels of unvaccinated taking up the hospitals. But then on the other hand, we're getting the message that America is 70 something percent vaccinated, which is it. And so that is what is making people lose their minds and losing touch with reality. And it is creating what I call a mindlessness. And then we go into this, 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 this crazed way of pointing fingers, blaming and, and being uh, holding contempt towards each other. And we're, we're separating and oh, this side versus this side when re- real truth is that's what they want. We are all on each other's side. And, and just because we may choose this thing and the other chooses that thing, it doesn't matter. We're on each other's side and it is, is the authorities and the, you know, what do you, you can call them the elites, the upper echelons, the, you know, I just say the authorities, really. It is those who we have allowed to be in position of power that are really gaslighting and, and uh, misleading and manipulating. And it is, we have the power. And as long as we allow them to have the power, this is going to get worse. So all we have to do is simply not comply. Now, if you want to get vaccinated, you want to wear a mask, that is absolutely fine. But I urge and ask you all to stand up for my right and and for Amy's rights, for my children's right to have and make these medical decisions for themselves and to, to have the freedom to make decisions about their bodies and their health for themselves. And if you wanna get vaccinated, great, but please stand up for us, be our voice, be our neighbors, be our sisters, our brothers, please. It is, it, it is us, the world against them, and we can all do it together. We are neighbors. And, and that's all I ask is just to love each other and respect each other no matter what. Would you like to support my mission to help empower people all over the world to be all of who they truly are? If so, please subscribe to the show, leave a review on iTunes, and share it with a friend. 
And if you're looking to take immediate action to align your energy and optimize your health, visit amyfournier.com. Thanks for listening to Awakening Aphrodite. Let's awaken her together in you. I'm your hostess, Amy Fournier, and I already can't wait to be with you again and for you to hear what I have planned for the next show. Thanks for listening to Awakening Aphrodite with Amy Fournier. To learn more about Amy, check out her website, amyfournier.com. That's A-M-Y-F-O-U-R-N-I-E-R.com. You can also check out Amy's live and on-demand virtual fitness and yoga classes and sign up for her newsletter to receive a free mini ebook of three of her top tips for making holistic health a lifestyle. Again, that's amyfournier.com and get your ebook sent to your email immediately. Connect with Amy on the daily on Instagram at fitamytv, F-I-T-A-M-Y-T-V, and watch many of the podcast episodes and subtopic clips on her YouTube channel, which is also fitamytv. Enjoy, and we'll see you next time on Awakening Aphrodite.